Well, let's welcome back Coach Bruton. Coach, do you have any team updates for us? Uh, no major updates. You know, it's fall break here at Lakeland, so, you know, our students are uh, have no classes today or tomorrow, so uh, really a good time for a lot of the students to get home and, uh, you know, kind of take a little bit of a break. Obviously, for our guys, we're still we're still grinding and uh, getting ready for Saturday, so that's really where our focus is, And uh, but it, it is nice for the guys to have a little bit of academic break to take a little bit of load off their uh, off their plate the next couple of days. Well, let's talk about last week's game. So you guys battled back to tie the score in the second quarter, but Wisconsin Lutheran pretty much dominated from there. So your your thoughts on that contest? Yeah, really disappointing, uh, really frustrating. We, we played very poorly, um, did not play with the requisite uh, energy or emotion, um, especially offensively. You know, I thought defensively those guys battled and hung in and uh, did a nice job. And offensively we let them down, and, and that's really disappointing. Obviously, um didn't play well in any aspect offensively, uh, but a lot of it was just our mentality. We did not have the, uh, the right energy, and you can't play that way. Um, you, know, you can't play, you know, a team that was, I think WLC was a little hungrier than us. Um, they played well. You know, they deserve credit for, for playing very well. And then on our end, we just didn't match their uh, their intensity or their, their emotion, their focus. And uh, so just a really, really disappointing Saturday. You know, it's the first time all year. Um, you know, we've had some struggles, you know, we're, we're two and four, but up to that point, I thought in our three other losses, we really played hard, um, and that was not the case Saturday, so that was a really disappointing part. Statistically, very t- troubling day for your offense. Um, what do you take away from that game, or what do you, or do you just say, hey, look, it was just a bad day, Let, let's pick up from here? No, I think you have to, you have to review it, you have to, you have to look at it, um, you know, two weeks in a row, you know, St. Norbert's and WLC have played us in a little bit different look than what we were expecting. Uh, they, they played us in the same look. So they're, they're playing us in a three-man front with uh, kind of a tight front up front, kind of, kind of forcing the ball to bounce, and, and we have really struggled uh, with that look uh, two weeks in a row. You know, so we have to now be prepared that that's a look we may get um, this week, we may get it next week, uh, but it, it's, been, it's been something that we've really struggled with. So, you know, trying to make corrections there, um, and then personnel-wise, you know, we're, we're evaluating everything, evaluating everybody. Uh, we made some changes this week on the offensive line that I, that I think are going to be important. Um, you know, we have to be better there. We really struggled on the offensive line. Uh, but, you know, we didn't really have anybody offensively that played well. You know, Robbie really struggled, um, you know, played, played his worst game in, in two years. And uh, it was really windy conditions. It struggled, you know, he struggled throwing the ball a bit in the windy conditions. And, um you know, it, it just was one of those games where nothing went right. And, and we have to evaluate it and, and make sure it doesn't happen again. That was one thing. I, I'm kind of curious about how you evaluate his performance because I thought he was just trying to make some plays that he normally would have made any other week, but it was the conditions of the weather. So so do you try to kind of hold him back on that a little bit or you just say he did, the weather really more impacted his play than anything else? It was a little bit of both. Um, you know, he... He threw the four picks. Um, on one of them, our receiver fell on his break, and, and I think would have been one of Robbie's better throws of the day, and the receiver you know, just flat out fell. You know, one of those freak things that happens and ends up being an interception. On another one, he, uh, he got hit as he threw. Um, you know, the offense line kind of broke down, and then he had two really poor throws um, that led to interceptions. So, you know, I think some of it was um, – some of it was just he made some bad throws. You know, the reads were okay. Just the throw, the execution of the throw wasn't very good. Um, you know, part of it was there were some throws that uh, he made that, that just weren't accurate throws. And, uh, you know, he doesn't have the strongest arm. 
he makes up for that with, with obviously being a great playmaker by, by making great decisions. Um, and he struggled just throwing the ball. You know, it's one of those days I think he, he struggled. And I think his struggles affected him and affected us. You know, he's our emotional leader um, offensively. And, and I think it's hard to, you know, play with a ton of emotion and be that leader when you're the guy who, who is struggling a little bit. And, and I think that, that affected him. And I uh, just tried to reiterate to him this week that he's the guy. You know, he's the guy for us. And, and we're going to go as far as he, as he allows us to go. And um, so hopefully he plays with just a little bit more confidence, a little more fire. I'm sure he will. Um, you know, it. It was a really, um, you know, it was, it was, like I said, probably his worst performance in two years. And then it was, uh, on top of that, nobody else really stepped up to uh, to help him out. You know, we didn't run the ball effectively. Uh, we didn't protect very well. Uh, you know, receivers, like the 50-50 type balls. We had a couple vertical shots, um, you know, one to our running back, one to a receiver that, that guys had chances on that, that could have been, you know, huge plays. Um, balls that hit, hit him in the hands that, you know, could have been touchdowns or could have been, you know, 50-plus yard gains at a minimum, and we didn't make those plays. And then all that stuff kind of adds up, you know. And then, um, you know, one of those plays, if we can make one of them, now it changes the momentum, maybe gives us some energy, gives us a little bit of life, and, and we feel better about how we're playing. But, um, yeah, it was frustrating. You know, we, we had uh, – we came out of the second half. It was a 17-14 game. We were getting the ball. We felt like we were in, good play, in a good spot. We got our first down right away to start the second half, and then we fumbled. Um and then it was 24-14, and Robbie broke a long run, you know, kind of a, one or two really long runs we had during the game, and the next play we fumbled again. So, um, you know, those two turnovers really hurt us, and it, it just was a, a really, really poor offensive performance. Players you wanted to recognize from the contest? Yeah, I thought defensively, uh, Jake LeClaire has been um, outstanding. You know, he, he was so good. Um, He's kind of been the leader on our defensive line. He's the upperclassman in that group, and I thought he was great. Um, our linebacking core, you know, continues to play really well. Uh, Carlos Ozols, uh, C.J. Colby, Mac Logowski, those three have been really, really good all year long and continue to play. You know, they're um, playing through some, some injuries, and, and we're kind of in and out a little bit, the three of them, but just continue to battle. You know, I thought overall our defense just battled. You know, there was uh, – we had some injuries. We had some guys go down. Um, the offense wasn't moving the ball, so I think emotionally it's hard to get off the bench um, time after time saying, hey, we got to get another stop to keep us in the game. And, and they did that really consistently throughout the game, um, and I was really proud of their effort throughout the game. Um, you know, offensively, we, there really wasn't anybody. Um, you know, it was, it was a collective effort, and uh, collectively includes us as coaches. You know, I, I call our offense, and I didn't do a good enough job getting us in the right plays and making the right adjustments. And, and uh, you know, I, I don't know if there's anybody offensively I can recognize that, that, you know, really, really played well. Well, this week you take on Concordia in Chicago, and, and, boy, they're having a tough season, Re really taken to the woodshed last Saturday. So your thoughts on this contest? Yeah, it's you know, it's going to be an interesting uh, game in that it's two teams that are struggling a little bit, two teams that, um, you know, aren't having the year I think they hope to have up to this point. Um, like I said, it's fall break here. Um, the weather is supposed to be, you know, potentially rainy, very windy, kind of cold. You know, I, I don't anticipate we're going to have a big crowd. Uh, it's going to be one of those games that we're really going to have to bring our own energy, and that's something we've talked with our guys about all week is just making sure we are emotionally ready to play. And I think that's going to be a huge key. Um, anytime you play a team that's been struggling, um, you know, I think the, the, the early part of the game is important. You know, the, their ability to gain some confidence, if they can make some plays early and stay in the game, 
you know, versus our ability, again, you know, we're a team that's been strung a little bit, our ability to make some plays and gain some confidence and things like that. So I think the early part of the game is going to be, uh, going to be important. Uh, they're very young. They're playing a ton of freshmen. You know, about um, 70% of their roster is freshmen. Uh, so it's a very, very young football team. Um, and, again, they're, you know, it's a team that uh, has been competitive in some games. You know, they played Concordia, Wisconsin, very tight a couple weeks ago. Obviously, Aurora is a different animal right now, and that one got away from them pretty quickly. Um, but again, I'm anticipating they're going to come up and, and you know want to uh, atone for the performance last week and, and be ready to play. And, and we just got to make sure that we have the right energy early in the game. Um, if we do, uh, you know, I think we match up well and, and, and uh, can have a successful Saturday. They looked like they were going to get off to a fairly good start, but lost their quarterback. Going with Jacob Redmond now. What, what kind of challenges does he pose for your defense? Yeah, you know, he uh, has the ability to run a little bit, um, kind of a dual threat guy. Um, he's had some success. You know, I think a couple weeks ago he played, played very well. And um, Yeah, you know, he's a guy that we don't know a ton about. We have a couple games of film on him now, but, um, you know, it looks like he's been kind of uh, kind of brought some life to that offense. You know, they scored, uh, I think, 45 against uh, CUW, and, you know, CUW's been shutting out other conference teams. So really showed, uh, you know, showed something in that game for sure. And, um Again, I think they do a lot of different things. That, you know, a lot of counteraction in the backfield. Um, they want to run the ball. You know, as, as kind of their their base. You know, so stopping the run game is going to be important. We've been, um, you know, at times have struggled, but but pretty solid overall stopping the run. And um, you know, then trying to get him into long yard situations where, again, inexperienced quarterback, we can get him in third and long situations, and now allow our blitz package to, to uh, have some opportunities and allow our secondary to have some opportunities. We, we feel like it could be a pretty good matchup for us, but. Um, he's definitely playing well, and as a young guy, he's doing some good things. Now, their defense has really been struggling. I mean, if you, even if you take away the Aurora game, they've been teams have had a lot of success against them. So you've had a, a couple of tough weeks for your own offense. I, I feel like this might be just what the doctor ordered. Am I being too optimistic about that? Well, that's that's the hope. You know, you hope that we can get back on track and. Uh, you know, with the exception really of, of uh, last week, we've moved the ball fairly consistently. You know, we've been uh, really good at gaining yards and, and not so good at scoring points, and, and that's obviously been kind of our struggle the last couple of years. And um, you know, the hope is that we're going to be able to get back on track. And, and uh, you know, they've really struggled uh, with run defense. We've really struggled running the football. Uh, so that's an area that we're continuing to work on and continuing to look to improve. Um, you know, but you know, you hope there might be some opportunities there where we can we can get the run game going a little bit. Um, you know, their secondary uh, plays pr- pretty aggressively, uh, but they've blown some coverages as a result. They've had some miscues in the secondary, so uh, you know, you look for opportunities to to try to create some uh, you know some crossing patterns and different things like that to to create some opportunities there. And um, you know, again, I think it comes it comes down to how we start. You know, how we how we start the game, and can we get them on their heels a little bit? Can we get them? Or maybe they're you know lacking a little bit of confidence and, and things like that, um, especially coming off a tough loss like they had last week. Um, you know you, you don't know exactly where their their confidence is going to be. You know so if we can start fast, can we get them um, on their heels a little bit? And that, that's the hope. Well, let's jump into fan questions and we start with Joe. He says, Coach, I remember you talking about a couple of years ago about how there was some report out about there would be a reduction in the number of freshmen who are entering college pretty soon. You had a huge freshman class this year. Do you think those reports might have been a little bit overrated? <laughs> you know, I I, uh, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. You know, it's supposed to uh, kind of the peak of that is supposed to be like the class of twenty five, twenty six. Um, so kind of the next couple of years is really where you're seeing it. And uh, you know, you're seeing it. I, I think there's. Um, you, you saw this year there was about seven or eight uh, colleges that that played football that shut down. Uh, Finlandia, for instance, Trinity uh, International in the Chicagoland area, um, you know, Finlandia up in the UP. Um, but, but there were others. There were about six or seven or eight schools across the country that shut down. And um, you're starting to see that. I think you're going to see more of that, unfortunately. Um, you're going to see schools that um, really are struggling with enrollments, um, and, and you're going to see them, you know, have to make some difficult decisions. And um, you're seeing it all over. You know, even a school like St. Norbert's who um, – you know, is, a, is really a, a school that has a really good academic reputation, a school that's in the area that has a really good reputation overall. You know, they, they had a, a ton of layoffs and, and things like that just because, um, you know, it, it is the enrollment decline that we're seeing. You know, there's just less kids going to college. There's uh, more competition for those guys. Uh, you know, we had a really good recruiting year as a football program. You know, as a school, we had a solid recruiting year, um, a stable recruiting year, which is really good here at Lakeland. But, um, there's challenges. There's challenges um, across the country. We're all competing for the same guys. We're all competing for the same students. Um, but I think you're going to see that, you know, at least for the next couple of years, you're going to see some schools that are in some pretty precarious positions and have to make some difficult decisions. Bill would like to know, he says, Coach, you had a lot of success early on at Lakeland as a head football coach. With Aurora really dominating this conference over the last few years, do you feel like the program may be moving backwards? Um, I don't necessarily think we're moving backwards. I, I think we've lacked consistency, which has been, uh, you know, a struggle and a frustration. Um, I, I think part of it is that you're seeing a school like Aurora that's that's really putting in the resources and investing in, in football and investing in athletics overall. You know, if you look at where Aurora is, just kind of conference wide, um, they've been pretty dominant in a lot of sports, um, not not just football and. Uh, I think you've seen some of the other programs that, that have really improved. Um, I think in a place like Lakeland, it becomes a little bit cyclical. You know, we had a really special group that, um, you know, kind of kind of carried us in, in like that 15, 16, 17, my first three years as head coach, and the Michael Whitleys and um, Des Morris's and, and some of those guys. You know, we had a really, really special group, and um, a group that kind of grew together and, and uh, you know, got better every year. And, and we were kind of the team that everybody was kind of looking up to in the conference. And then those guys graduated after 2017, and we went through a little bit of a wall. You know, we had tough years in 18 and 19. Um, you know, and, and then back in 20 and 21, kind of that COVID time had another really good season. And, um, again, that COVID group, that group that we had in 21 and, and would have had in 2020 uh, was kind of the guys that, you know, kind of grew up together in 18 and 19 and, uh, you know, had a great year in, in, in 2021, and, and then those guys graduated. And it becomes a little bit cyclical. Um, you know, we feel like we're kind of in the middle of that, I don't want to say rebuilding period, but kind of that growth period in the program. And, um, you know, feel like we could be better than our record right now, um, but feel pretty good about what, what we're doing. You know, we played, um, I think we started seven freshmen, on Saturday at WLC, and those guys are all going to be really good players. They're, some of them aren't quite ready yet, um, but really excited about their development, really excited about what they can be a year from now, you know, and uh, we have the opportunity to bring back, um, you know, somewhere like 18, 19 starters next year and have a year that, ha you know, a team that has a lot more experience, um, a team that will have another year of growth, another year together in the weight room, things like that, and, and that's the exciting part, you know, but 
it's really hard. It's really hard to uh, to just constantly stay at the top um, w- without really a commitment to the resources that um, you know some of the other, other people are doing. You know, Aurora's uh, resourcing their program at a level similar to the national powers, to the the North Centrals, the um, the UW schools, uh, the Mount Unions. I mean, they're, they're really resourcing it and. It shows, you know, they've been uh, the, the top dog in the league, and, and uh, they seem like they're getting better. And, and that's a scary thought for the rest of us, but our job is to, uh, to overcome those challenges and, and, and challenge them, and that's what we're trying to do. Sam Policati says, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State all ranked in the top five. Who do you see winning the Big Ten Conference? I think, uh, I think Michigan right now is the best team. Um, I, I, also, I haven't seen Penn State play at all. Um, you know, I got watched Ohio State against Notre Dame a couple weeks ago, and uh, I think Michigan's the best team. Some of their defensive numbers have been have been ridiculous, and um, uh, you know, I'd probably rank it Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State right now. I'm not as sold on Ohio State as, as uh, some other years, but you know, those three are going to play each other, and uh, it definitely seems like the Big Ten East is uh, significantly better than the West. You know, whoever wins the West, whether it be Wisconsin or Iowa, or you know, I don't even know who else would be in the mix, but you know, I think those three, those three teams are significantly better than anybody in the West. So, I'd say Michigan um, and maybe Penn State is, is the second best team. Wes says after your comments last week, were you disappointed the Bears earned their first victory of the season? <laughs> you know, it's, it's uh, yeah, kind of torn. You know, I, I, it was good to see them play better. It's good to see Fields continue to play well. You know, I'm still, as I said, I think three weeks ago, I definitively said I'm, I'm totally out on him. And now I'm kind of uh, kind of trying to uh, maybe revert back to saying maybe he is the guy. Um, but I think the, the nice thing for the Bears is they have that Carolina pick. And Carolina, you know, so far is winless. They've been the worst team. So well, there's a chance that the Bears um, you know, are going to end up with two, you know, top five, top ten picks and, and could be in, in what's supposed to be a really, really good draft class. So that's the exciting thing. You know, the Bears also, um, I think they play Minnesota, and I think they play Oakland. Um, so two winnable games coming up, and now now you start, as, as a fan, you start looking at the schedule and saying, okay, maybe we can get to three and four, maybe we're back in the playoff mix. So um, I either want them to be really, really bad, or I want them to be a playoff team, and not, not the in-between. I think the worst case is they go, you know, six and 11 or five and 12, and, and they're picking eighth or ninth, um, but, but nowhere near the playoffs. That, that's what I want to avoid. I'd rather see him totally bottom out or, or you know, get it, get it going and, and compete for a playoff spot. Conrad would like to know, he says, I know your Bears are struggling, but are you at least reveling in the fact that the Packers stink? Yeah, it always helps. You know, Jordan Love uh, has not looked good. You know, getting to see him on, on Monday night kind of regress. Um, he threw that one pick, I think, directly to the linebacker, hit the linebacker right in the numbers, so it was a it's a great throw if you were uh, throwing the ball to a Raider. Um, but seeing him regress has been good, and, and it gives you hope that maybe they're, uh, you know, maybe they're not just going to be this juggernaut, you know, for the near future. So that, that's been a positive for sure. Next up, we have Tom who says, "Is are the Detroit Lions for real, or is this just a case of the NFC North being really bad?" I think it's a little bit of both. I think they're, I think they're good. Um, I don't think they're nearly on the class of like the 49ers or the Eagles right now. Um, but I also think the NFC North is is pretty bad. I think it's you know probably one of the worst divisions. Um, so probably a combination of both. Um, but the Lions are fun. They're they're fun to watch. They're explosive offensively. I think they're well coached. Um, so yeah, I think 
you know, I, I think they're they're probably better than people expected, and, and I, you know, they have to be the heavy heavy favorites to win the division at this point. Don says, Coach, this is National Pizza Month. So, are you going thirty-one straight days of pizza? You know, I didn't know that. I probably should. Uh, I probably should get on the uh, kind of bandwagon here. I could probably go nineteen straight days from here on out. But uh, I've had enough pizza. I mean, I've, I've probably had pizza. We're, we're, we're October twelfth. I, I bet you I've eaten pizza. You know, at least half the days. So I'm on, I'm well on my way. I feel like I'm doing my part. Um, but yeah, national. I mean, every month is kind of National Pizza Month for me. So it doesn't doesn't need to be October. Patrick would like to know: Does your taste in Halloween candy change? So, does your, for example, does your top five candies for Coach Bruton change each year? Great question. Uh, not really. You know, I'm I'm uh, I'm kind of a chocolate based candy guy. You know, so Reese's is probably my favorite. Um, I like a Twix, a Snickers, but I would say I'm I'm generally a chocolate based candy guy. Uh, I like that a little bit more than the sweet stuff. So. Not really. You know, I think it's been pretty consistent uh, for, for a while at least. So I'm not turning away much candy. You know, I'm, I'm a fan. Um, but I, I don't think it's changed much over the years. Drew would like to know, since you took a hard stance on Smarties, where do you stand on candy corn? You know, I, uh, I don't have such a hard stance on candy corn. I, I kind of like candy corn in short bursts. So I can eat... Um, you know, give me a couple handfuls of candy corn, and I'm good. I like it. Anything more than that, and it, it kind of uh, it's a little overwhelming. But in short bursts, I like candy corn. I'm not one of those guys that has a hard stance, you know, negative or positive about candy corn. I, I'm I'm pretty indifferent to it, you know. But like I said, in short bursts, I'll, I'll eat I'll eat some candy corn. I like it, but I can't eat. Uh, I'm not eating bags of candy corn by any means. Shelly would like to know: Has you and your wife ever gone to a Halloween party where you were in the matching costumes? Or went in some kind of theme together. We haven't. Um, so my my wife is uh, very very anti Halloween. Uh, doesn't like it. Doesn't like getting dressed up. Doesn't like trick or treating. Uh, she doesn't like cold weather, so she doesn't want to be outside trick or treating. So she is very very anti um, Halloween. You know, she grew up uh, as a farmer's daughter, so her parents were farming, so they. Uh, you know, when you're when you're dairy farmers, you don't get days off. So there's not really the time to uh, take the kids out in the afternoon and go trick or treating. When you got farm chores and you got to milk the cows and stuff like that. So, you know, her Halloween was always uh, you know a trip to the grocery store. Her and her siblings got to pick out whatever candy they wanted, and they got one bag each. And then if they were uh, smart enough, they could kind of trade the candy among themselves and, and be strategic with which bags they got. But that was her Halloween, so she is not. Uh, not a big Halloween supporter. Um, you know, my kids obviously love Halloween, so they are they're very excited. They're already talking Halloween costumes and candy and all that stuff. So uh, they definitely got the love of Halloween from me, though. Next up is Francis, who would like to know: Are you the Halloween prankster? At least, have you been? And if you have, would you care to share your most incredible prank? You know, not not really. Um, not really the prankster. I wish I had a good one I could uh, could share. But yeah, not really the Halloween prankster. Uh, maybe I need to start, come up with something good. If you got any ideas, uh, give them to Rob and he can pass them on. But yeah, I have not been the uh, not been the prankster. So I, I might need to think of something. And what are our words of wisdom for this week, Coach? Yeah, I think uh, this week going to get a little bit deeper on you guys. Obviously, uh, you know, there's the. Uh, the Israel-Palestine situation going on, and um, 
I guess my words of wisdom would be just just don't jump to conclusions. And uh, you know, a lot of that stuff out there is really really nuanced. And um, you know, you see some people that obviously you want to support Israel and want to support Palestine, and there's people that are jumping and taking sides. And uh, I, I think the biggest thing for me is you know you, you need to uh, we should be calling out any of the horrific acts, the terrorist acts that's going on, the acts against children and 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 uh, civilians and things like that. Um, but that situation over there is sad, and it, it's been really, really nuanced for a long time. And um, my hope is that as a country, um, obviously we support anybody that's going through genocide, things like that. Um, but but that we look at like the nuance in that situation and try to find a way for peace going forward. Because um, been been a ton of fighting over there for a long time, and um, you know, as somebody who is um, you know into politics and, and, and into history and things like that. I just I think it's a really, really, really nuanced situation. I hope people take the time to, to learn about and read about and, um, you know, find, find the right sources and, and uh, just kind of try to understand the situation a little bit better. That is very well said, Coach. Thanks for joining us this week. All right. Thanks, Rob. Take care.